102.7 ESPN Studios in Austin, Texas. This is the Jeff Ward Show. Hey, welcome to our little show. Here's the way it works. I riff on stuff and you react. The phone numbers, you will need them. Use them. 512-834-1027. It's 512-834-1027. Call or text. You know, if you send a text, you get a smiley face emoji back almost instantly. You can follow me on Twitter or X. And oh, man. Austin's own Elon Musk has found his way along with Twitter or X or whatever the heck he wants to call it. And it may soon be called something else. And he's found his way into it again. What a bang up job that guy's doing. On Twitter or X, it is at Jeff Ward show. You can also post comments there. You can uh, all I ask is, is you not suck. Make the show better. Bring your A game. It's at Jeff Ward show. Make sure you subscribe and check out the podcast. We drop a podcast each afternoon in the afternoon about, uh, I don't know, about 6.30 or so. Check out the podcast wherever you download your podcasts. You can also subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. We drop that most afternoons also. I don't think I'm going to get over my skis on this. Um, I don't. And I can make pretty compelling arguments. What a big weekend it is. Two of the biggest brands in all of football are going to be defined by this coming weekend. The rest of the season is defined by this coming weekend for two of the biggest brands in all of football. And I think it does even more than that. The trajectory of the two brands and the people involved not to get over my skis, are defined by this weekend. It really does set the course of these two big brands and a lot of the people involved. I can't overstate how it important. It's not important for everybody. The brands, yes, and a few of the players, absolutely yes. The weekend, this coming weekend, is championship weekend in a lot of ways. Call it a preview if you want, that's fine too. But I think the weekend matters more than a lot of people realize. When was the last time, think of it this way, when was the last time the Dallas Cowboys and the Texas Longhorns mattered this much on the same weekend? When were they this relevant, the two of them together, this relevant on the same weekend? When was the last time their games were this important and mattered this much? Think about that. I, I don't know that you can name that weekend. I don't think you can name that time. Now, a lot of people would say, but Jeff, they've, they've been in big games over the past several years. The answer back is no, they haven't. Not really. They haven't been. Neither of these giant brands... The two biggest brands in the state. It's not true. They haven't mattered enough to be that important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've had high-profile games. I think there's a big difference between high-profile games and significant games. And this is significant for those two franchises. I think it defines them, actually. Because it sets the course. It, it puts them in an inside, I would say, an inside lane for life to change for those two brands and a lot of people involved. I think it's that big of a deal. So uh, you can't name the last time Texas and 
Dallas mattered this much at the same time in games like this. Now, for Dallas, it's what I would say is the inside lane for a top two seed in home field. And maybe, I think in some ways, it may matter more to someone like Dak Prescott than that. Um, It feels like for Dallas, or could be for Dallas, and I think you hear this from their owner already who talks way too much, who is beside himself already. He is rambling aimlessly right now. But I think you can tell how important it is by how much he rambles because I think in his mind, and I think it's partly true, this weekend gives Dallas that inside lane, which I think is true, to a uh, top two seed, which matters a lot, and it starts to end. You know, the guy, the old man that owns the Cowboys lives for the day that he can end that nightmare of 20-plus years. You get blown out on the weekend, the nightmare continues. For Texas, it's the path to the Final Four. And that changes the life of a lot of people in a lot of ways. It's, no, it's not a path, I should say. I'll be more direct. It's a spot in the Final Four minus, I have to say, minus a total meltdown. They don't play anybody the rest of the way. This is it. This is your spot. It's not for Dallas. It's an inside rail or an inside lane because they've got a lot of football ahead of them. For Texas, there's not much in front of them. This is it. So the weekend defines the two biggest brands. It does. Argue if you'd like, but I I feel pretty comfortable with that. And they haven't meant anything in over a decade, and this is their chance to put that stake in the ground. It's their chance to be relevant again in a lot of different ways. Now, it's significant, and it's extra significant for a few players involved, not just players, coaches, actually. And first one, I think, is Steve Sarkeesian. I mean, this is... Of every one of the two brands that are involved, because this game is um, it's a little bit more direct for Texas. If they were to win, I think it's a direct path to the Final Four. You can say whether they deserve it or not. It doesn't matter. It's a direct path to the Final Four. So for Texas, this Saturday morning means it's going to mean more. The significance of it is going to mean more than even Dallas. Uh, but for Steve Sarkeesian, he's the first person that comes to mind. It's a career maker. And I say Saturday is a career maker because that game, unless his team melts down, and it's possible, but right now I I don't see how. But it is a career maker because it sends him to the Final Four, which changes the trajectory of his entire career. And I'm not kidding. He gets the break of a lifetime. Think about this guy's career. He has had, had a few breaks and then has had problems, and those breaks have flamed out. He resurrects his career in Alabama and then gets the break of a lifetime and taking over the richest blue blood program on the planet, right? And he's underachieved until now, right? Gets the break of a lifetime and underachieves, but man, he's got a good team. Can't deny that. Really good team. And the path is set up. The path is easy. The path is direct. A win on Saturday for Steve Sarkeesian means that he will completely redirect his career. Because you go to a Final Four and you coach at Texas, you don't just get rich. You get set. And I think it may change the trajectory of his career entirely. You're going to laugh when I say this. 
Steve Sarkeesian goes to a Final Four with Texas. I wouldn't be shocked if an NFL owner tried to get him. You're going to think that's crazy right now, I know. Just watch if Texas wins. They on, they're on their way to the Final Four. Watch the tone of the entire discussion about Steve Sarkeesian change. It's that big of a deal. It's that big of a redirection of a guy's career right there. A loss, and it's a continuing the path of underachieving. The, Texas doesn't play enough good teams to lose enough games to get him fired. But he does have this one sitting in front of him that gets him to a Final Four, which I think that defines his career at Texas. I think it redirects his career at Texas. I think it might redirect his career somewhere else. The weekend changes their trajectory for Steve Sarkeesian. For Dak Prescott, I think people are going to overemphasize the weekend for Dak Prescott. He's already been put on a spot and, as usual, said the right things. He was asked at a news conference about losing to San Francisco, who's knocked them out a couple of times now. In the process, he's not played well, and he's asked about it, and he said, well, the whole, yeah, somebody asked him, how do you deal with this? And he said, it pisses me off every single day. It was the right answer to give. It was the right, it's, people are making something out of it that it's not. It was the right answer to give. Yeah, it pisses me off. I keep getting knocked out of the playoffs. Um, it takes him, for Dak Prescott and the Cowboys in general, um, it takes him and it takes the question mark away from him for a while, no doubt. Because it does give you, you beat San Francisco and you're in a spot that Dallas will be in. Now, there's more to say about the NFL. You're a couple players away from going back to the middle of the pack. But in the short term, it gives Dallas the inside rail to the one or two seed. And it takes away, it's going to take away a question mark for him. I mean, he's the person that's going to be judged the most on Dallas v. San Francisco. He's the guy that everyone's going to want to blame, even if it doesn't, he doesn't deserve it. It's still, Dallas could give up 50 points, they won't. Their defense could fall apart, it won't. And Dak Prescott would still be talked about. That's all people focus on. So he is, the interest in Dak Prescott on Sunday is going to be outsized. But it does give him a chance to take away a question mark. The guy is due, he thinks, in his own mind, he's due for a bigger game in the biggest game. This is it. It changes the course of a season for Dak Prescott. Does it define his career? Not yet. It gives him a chance, but not yet. For Oklahoma coach Brent Venables, um, a guy that I said had to be in some danger because they were so awful as a, as a blue blood program, they were awful a year ago. Run off the field several times. There's no way you could go to the SEC playing the way Oklahoma was playing. His leash has got to be short. I still think that. But this game means maybe less for him. The risk is less for him than probably Steve Sarkeesian. A win, an upset win. I mean, Oklahoma's a touchdown underdog, and they should be. A win and... He keeps his job for a while. He really does. Does he get Oklahoma to a Final Four? I don't think it's quite that, that easy for Oklahoma. It is for Texas because their name is Texas. I'm not sure it's that easy for Oklahoma. But I do think it, um, I do think it keeps him safe for, for a while. I think it gives him a clear path into the SEC. I think it gives him some breathing room. I think it gets people like me off his back. I think it uh, a blowout loss, and I think he's on borrowed time. 
a win, an upset, even a really, really competitive game. And he's given himself some breathing room. For Jerry Jones, the old man, Jerry is losing control. He's, like I said, he's nonsensical even more than usual. He is doing everything wrong. It's a good thing that his head coach, who I think is a moron, it's a good thing his head coach and his players don't listen to him that much because he's doing everything wrong leading into a big game. He is psychologically making it bigger than it can be because you, when you play, you've got to go to work. You go to work and do the same things all the time. You don't. You, 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 it's a cliche, but you don't get caught up in the highs. You don't get caught up in the lows. you got to go to work. you got to keep your head down at work and work and just execute. Jerry is, because he knows and feels the pressure, because he knows he's on borrowed time, he is out of control and won't stop talking. This means everything to him. This, he knows this is the inside lane to the playoffs. It's the inside lane to um, a one or two seed. It's the inside lane for him to justify Mike McCarthy. It's the inside lane if Dak Prescott plays well. I mean, if, if Dak Prescott plays well and Dallas wins. I don't know if Jerry Jones will stop talking on Monday. He may do 50 talk shows. It is really justification in his mind that everything he's done is right. That's how big Saturday and Sunday is. I don't think you can underestimate it. I don't. Um, it's not just, you know, it's, you're not just playing a game and a rivalry and all that stuff. You really are setting the trajectory for the franchises, for the brands. Now, you'll learn a lot about Dak Prescott on Sunday. Um, you know, you... He's going to be the guy that's going to be judged. Everything else you know pretty well. You know how Dallas plays. You know what San Francisco is. You, you know that stuff. Um, but it really is for Dallas and San Francisco. They, they know this is, they're fighting for home field. That's how important this game is. A one or two seed is life in the playoffs. A one or two seed means everything in the NFC. Um, the winner is going to be called the NFC champ. I'd hold off that one for that one just yet but it sets you on your way um for dallas to fall apart the winner to fall apart it's pretty clear the winner on sunday has to have a couple things stay the course for san francisco they're a brock purdy injury away from coming back to the pack for dallas they're a micah parsons injury away from finishing fourth or fifth or sixth in the nfc Beyond that, you know exactly what they're going to be the rest of the way. Um, everybody with Dallas, I'll say this, including Dak Prescott, who will talk the most, is building this up and handling this the right way. You just go to work, except their owner, who won't shut up. The Texas-Oklahoma game is just, it's far more direct. I mean, it is like a rocket ship to the Final Four because there's nothing else in the way. Um, it decides the path to the Final Four. Um, they'll likely, now here's the screwy part, that probably at some point on Saturday evening or Saturday afternoon it's going to be talked about. They'll likely play each other again in December. Which one of these games decides the Final Four spot? I'll have an, I have an answer for that. Texas wins on Saturday. 
they're going to the Final Four, even if they were to lose to Oklahoma. Think about this. Even if they were to lose to Oklahoma in the Big 12 championship game, assuming they're not run off the field. Okay? Just a decent game. And Texas goes to the Final Four. Because Texas is going to argue, one, their name is Texas. They have all the power. Um, Two, you're not going to screw us around. You didn't do it to TCU, and that's TCU. True. They're going to have a compelling argument, and I think it's going to work for them. If Texas wins on Saturday, and I think they will, that they're a meltdown. The only thing that gets in their way of the Final Four is a meltdown, a total ridiculous meltdown against some mediocre team in the Big 12 down the stretch. And Oklahoma win on Saturday, and they're a touchdown underdog, and deservedly so. And I think the line goes up between now and Saturday. Um, I don't think in Oklahoma's case, this is weird and it's hypocritical, I don't think in Oklahoma's case they're guaranteed a Final Four spot. I actually think Oklahoma could win and then Texas could win the Big 12 championship game depending on how that game looked. And Texas might get a spot in the Final Four. And I know you're going to say, well, that doesn't add up, Jeff. Yes, it does. The name is Texas. Um, That game will be a rematch. Now, a lot of people think, myself included, I think Dallas and San Francisco is a rematch. I do. I think it's quirky how the Texas-Oklahoma... Look, Texas wins, and they've they've decided it. I don't think it's quite as clear for Oklahoma. All right, the phone number is 512-834-1027. That's 512-834-1027. Jeff Ward, weekdays on 102.7 ESPN. There's the lead-in by the smoker voice, who I've tried to encourage to hum back into the show and do something, like sing some uh, 80s tunes or something back into the show to break the clutter of that smoker voice coming back to my voice, but whatever. You know what I knew wouldn't take long? I knew this. (laughs) I knew it when I saw, you know, Travis Kelsey, Mr. Taylor Swift, is in every other commercial, right? So the power couple... Does anyone not notice in all the ads that he does, and he's good at it, don't get me wrong. The guy is, um, he, he can still play well and do ads all day long. Does anyone not notice with him? He does a COVID vaccine ad. And I kept, and I see the ad, because many of you think you just see the ad and maybe you're influenced one way or another. I see the ad and I think, aha, here comes the reaction. I'm surprised the reaction has been as slow. But it does make some sense now because he really had been sort of out of it for a few weeks and he sort of just came to out of the anesthesia rehab. Who made an appearance on Sunday night in addition to the A-listers and Jake from State Farm? Aaron Rodgers. What do you think he has to say now? First of all, number one, he's jealous. He doesn't like somebody else being in the spotlight. So you know what he's doing? You knew, I knew he would do it. I knew it was going to be him. <laughs> he's calling Travis Kelsey Mr. Vaccination. I knew it. I knew that knucklehead would start this stuff. Yep. Oh, I'm sorry. He calls him Mr. Pfizer. Yeah. I, don't, I just I can't believe it's taken so long, everybody. You got to think like uh, this, this, these nut jobs sometimes. So, yep, he calls him Mr. Pfizer. 
Um, <laughs> so he's on the Pat McAfee show because he's on there regularly. Um, and he said, uh, yeah, Pat Mahomes didn't have a crazy game. And Mr. Pfizer, we kind of shut him down. He didn't have a crazy impact on the game. Wait, did you catch that again? Remember, he's, he's, I knew, I knew it wouldn't take him long to go there. I knew it. Quote, Pat didn't have a crazy game. Wait, what? Excuse me, did you not see the guy running down the field untouched a few times? That was Patrick Mahomes, knucklehead. And Mr. Pfizer, he's talking about Travis Kelsey, we kind of shut him down. I knew it. He's lonely. He needs some attention. And Travis Kelsey's pissed him off, one, because he's now superstar, pop star, and two, he's doing COVID vaccination commercials. I knew that crowd would come after him. You better look out, Travis. You, if you, she breaks up with you, the 12-year-old girls and their Chardonnay drinking moms are going to come after you, and now the anti-Fauci psychos are going to come after you, too. Let's do some buy or sell. Two media legends, five topics, and a moment of jackassery. This is buy or sell. That's buy or freaking sell. All right, buy or sell number one. The winner of the Texas-Oklahoma game is in the college football playoff final four. Buy or sell? <laughs> I'd sell. What? I can't. I can't, Jeff. I oh just can't. Gosh. I can't, fam. I, I believe Texas is going to beat the Sooners. I believe that. And they're going to go on to win the Big 12. But I just... I don't know that anyone in this conference is going to run the table. I hope he agreed that the Big 12 champion will have to run the table to get into the CFP. Yes. Even yes. though even though that Alabama win is starting to take on a lot better look in these last couple of weeks after they did that Mississippi double. Until, uh, well, that is until they lose to the Aggies, but keep going. Until the Aggies beat them because they, the Aggies have a great pass rush, yes. I'm picking the horns. I just don't know that they can go unbeaten. They've met every challenge. Their next biggest uh, challenge will come when K-State rolls in here on November 4th. Um, not to say that Oklahoma's not going to present a challenge. I think it's going to be a hell of a game. I really do. I really do. But they they just feel like an 11-1 and one to me. That's going to get, get us a nice bowl trip. Somewhere like New Orleans, maybe. Saturday will be a win, but I don't think it will be easy for Texas. And I don't think that anyone in the conference is going to run the table. It's been a minute since someone's done that. Wow, I'm buying. Uh, I, and I'll, I'll take it even further. One, I think if it's Texas, it launches them into the Final Four, even with a loss. No way. Yeah. You're, underestimate, you're underestimating the name Texas, and you're overestimating the SEC, which I think is relegated to one team this year. Um, so if Texas, here's my scenario. Texas beats Oklahoma, and I think they'll beat them by more than a touchdown. Um, and then they come back and they play each other in a rematch. Here's the crazy scenario that's going to set, set people on fire. Texas turns around, or Oklahoma turns around and beats Texas in a meaningless Big 12 championship game. Texas still goes to the Final Four. No. 
Oklahoma beats Texas. Oklahoma beats Texas on Saturday. I don't think they will. Okay. Now I'm not. I'm not minimizing. There's a chance of a meltdown, but the league is so bad this year. So, in my opinion, surprisingly bad. You know, even Texas with their B or C game should be able to run the table in the Big 12. That's just not any good. There'll be a double-digit fa- double-digit favorite against everybody except maybe Kansas State. So okay, so they get so if Oklahoma were to pull the upset, they get Texas in a rematch. Mm-hmm. Texas upsets them in a rematch. They still go to the Final Four. I don't think, you know, I guess last year, I guess we can look at that. K-State beat TCU, and TCU still ended up. Still, yeah, exactly. Still ended up. So Texas got bigger cachet than TCU. That's what, that's what I'm I, saying. I, I, is I the, the, brand, the brand, you know, what's really going to piss Oklahoma people off is they're going to say, hey, wait a minute, we, you know, we, beat, we beat Texas. Why can't we be treated like TCU? And their problem down the stretch, if they were to beat Texas on Saturday, is, yeah, well, that's TCU. If Texas were to beat you in the Big 12, they're going to make a compelling argument, and their argument always wins the room that they would then get in. I wouldn't be shocked. And the Big 12 always, and the Big 12 runs the table, the Big 12 gets in. We yes. know that. Yeah, yeah. We that, know now that. that's, just, that's, that's true. Buy or freaking sell. The winner of the Dallas San Francisco game will be in the Super Bowl. Buy or sell. Absolutely buying it because it's going to be the 49ers. <laughs> I'm buying it. I'm buying it. I was, I was, I was at Jerry World on Sunday, and they, they rolled over Bill Belichick and the Patriots. But that's not the 49ers. They look like world beaters, but the Niners have their number and have knocked them out of the playoffs the last two seasons. Uh, this is a road game, uh, West. Um, Dak is completing 70, 71% of his passes, but he's a game manager now. Can you win with a game manager? And Brock Purdy's not a game manager. He's making plays. Um, I think I think the Eagles have taken a step back. The Cowboys should be in play to win the East this year. Uh, their defense is still great, but Trevon Diggs. But I don't see them overcoming this middle hurdle. That's the Niners. Uh, and, and as a year ago, the Niners are still the class of what's a pretty weak NFC this year. Barring major inter- injur- injuries, they will be in Vegas come February. I am buying. And if Dallas wins, I'm selling. But I so I, I have complete belief that the Niners are going to beat the Cowboys. Dallas just doesn't know how to beat the Niners yet. Yeah, it's, I, I want to argue with that, but um, well, San Francisco's the be- San Francisco's the best roster in the NFL until and unless somebody gets hurt, and it can happen. Uh, yeah, I, I give you, I give you a year ago. They're they're a Brock Purdy loss of a limb away from being you know third or fourth. Dallas is a Micah Parsons rolled ankle from being fourth or fifth or sixth. So you know these are uh, the NFL. The margin is just too slim. That said, the winner of this game has got the inside lane easily, the inside lane to home field advantage in a one or two seed. That gets you to the Super Bowl. I buy too. I'm I'm buying that. Uh, and I actually think even if, if Dallas were to pull off the upset, particularly if Dak Prescott did it himself, which I think he might have to. I agree with you on that. That sooner or later, you know, he's going to face a third and twelve or something. Is going to have to make a, a spectacular throw because you just 
I mean, a spectacular. Play, it's going to take a spectacular player too for Dallas to beat them, especially on the road. But I don't know. I think it might change the course of. Uh, I think I think it changes the course of that brand and that franchise if they could pull off an upset on Sunday. And I think even in that case, if they got home field advantage, which the winner here gets home field advantage, that means they get the Super Bowl. So I'm buying. And Jerry said that the Super Bowl goes through San Francisco. Yeah, he yeah, that. I heard that today. Do you think, Bill? Let me ask you this: You were there on uh, on Sunday. First of all, I think that Mac Jones might be the worst player in the NFL. <laughs> Jeff, you played the game, and I know you saw this in the quarter, early in the the second quarter. He was flushed, and he yeah. made the most low percentage pass in America, it, and got said, away with said. it. It had a hang time. It had a hang time of like four and a half. And he, and he got away with it. Yeah. And I go, boy, that was dumb. Yeah. And, he, and then he tried it again. Yeah. And he got pick six. And Belichick's about to die over there. And I'm like, I end up with the worst Alabama quarterback. Surely, surely A.J. McCarron or John Parker Wilson was available. <laughs> like, I mean, what are you gonna, I you end gonna, up with this guy. Are you going to mention David Shula next? Or Joe Namath, who's like 90. <laughs> he wouldn't have made that throw. Yeah. Do you think Bill Belichick gets 19 wins and has the all-time record? I don't. Uh, uh, no. I don't either. Not at all. I don't. Not, 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 not unless 50-year-old Tom Brady uh, rolls out of the bingo hall and decides he's ready to give it one more run yeah. on some bucket list stuff. I just don't think I, think. I think we know now why those Patriot teams were great. They had they had the the best quarterback, yeah. not the most talented quarterback, the best quarterback. Belichick was a defensive genius, but he didn't have to worry as much about offense when he had when he had Tom Brady and, and Charlie Wise calling plays. But now he's stuck with a ragtag quarterback. They're not impressive. They don't have any playmakers on offense. They used to didn't matter as long as Brady was a quarterback. So. No, I think Papa Bear's going to keep that record. Yeah. I, you know what Belichick is? The whole situation is it's taking the keys away from your aging parent. Wow. That's what this is. It's that awkward. It's that uncomfortable that it's gotten so bad that there's no way, there's no way you or anyone, your brothers or sisters, could let your dad drive again. Someone's got to go in there and take them. Man, I'm going to tell you, I, I, when I told my mom that, I was like, I'm taking those keys, Mom. I'm taking those keys. And she was just mortified, yeah. just mortified. And thankfully, I've never had to take them. I mean, yeah, she well, died. Th- th- so. This is the football equivalent. I mean, someone's going to have to walk in there and tell the game, tell that guy he's done. I, and I just don't know that, that Bob Kraft, in between massage parlor visits, is going to be able to do that. Nope. I just don't think he can tell Belichick that. He's made him too much money. And maybe this is just the, the chickens coming home to roost. You're going to have to endure about three or four, eight, and nine seasons before Belichick decides to hang him up. Yeah. Yep, I agree. Buy or freaking sell. Brent Venables needs a win in the Red River, Red River rivalry game more than Steve Sarkeesian needs the win. Buy or sell. That's so easy. I mean, you got to buy that. No. You got boat race 49 to nothing last year. 
You can't come in here with your chest puffed out. You need a dub. You need that revenge win. You got to remember, Brent Venables was the defensive coordinator on those great Bob Stoops teams of the early 2000s. They gave Mac Brown and company fits until Vince Young came of age. So, you know, there's history between Venables and, and the program. They go way back. I mean, way, way back. Like Stevie Wonder's hairline way back. And that said, the only way to make that memory of the 2022 disaster more dim, you got to create a new memory. And that would be to knock the horns out of CFP contention. We all agree that a one-loss Big 12 team isn't likely to get in. I, at least I, I say that. I know you have a different opinion, Jeff. But Brent Venables can't come in here and lose too straight to the horns and, and be feeling good about his job security. The, the Oklahoma coach's first order of business isn't to win the Big 12. It's to beat Texas. And then the rest falls into place. I'm selling. Uh, that's good, though. That's Stop good. It. Uh, I'm selling. Now, here's here's how. Um, you're right. I mean, he can't he can't get his ass handed to him 49 zip again. If so, he's on a short leash going into the SEC. But I think he was on a short leash anyway. But yes. but they they've got off to a numerically they've got off to a nice start. I don't know how good Oklahoma really is. They you know I. They were a mess a year ago, but numerically they're off to a good start. If he, if Oklahoma goes in there as a touchdown underdog, they play well. I think it's worthy of like a pat on the back for Brent Venables. And then if he has a decent year, I think he's in a pretty safe place. I think this is the defining moment for Steve Sarkeesian. Two reasons. One, if he is able to beat Oklahoma in this game, and I think he can, I've already said I think it launches him into the Final Four, which I do think completely redirects his entire career, which has been mostly underachieving so far. A loss to Oklahoma, and he comes off as a paper tiger coaching a big brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talent, talent, money and talent, money and talent. You underachieved again because I don't think – I think – Anything less than a Final Four for Sarkeesian this year is an underachievement. So I think it means more for him. I think it redefines Steve Sarkeesian's career if he makes a Final Four. I think it makes him even richer than he is now if he makes a Final Four. That's what this game does. This is Buy or Sell. Two media legends, five topics, and a moment of jackassery. This is Buy or Sell. That's Buy or Freaking Sell. All right, here we go. Next, Buy or Sell. Bill Belichick becomes the NFL's all-time winningest coach by the end of 2024 season. Buy or Sell. Uh, selling real quick. Uh, we've already been over there. Let's say he goes eleven and six the next two seasons. That still doesn't get him there. Um, TB twelve's not coming back, and we know that even the goat can be defrocked of his horns when you take away the best player in franchise history. Matt Jones isn't that dude. And besides, then AFC's a minefield. The best quarterbacks in the league are all all under thirty, and they're in the AFC: Mahomes, Allen, Herbert, Tua, Burrow. Papa Bear can rest easy. Belichick's not catching him. No. What did you say? Eleven and six. Yeah, that's twenty-two <laughs> wins. I'm sorry. And when is that happening? Never. Oh, that's okay, what good. Saying. That's what. Yeah, I said. Let's say he goes eleven and six. Yeah. He's not. 
that's that's what makes the question just ludicrous. There's no yeah. way. You'd no, he's he's, 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 ni- he's 19 away. How, how many did they win this year? Four? Six. They may go six and 11. Oh, my God. Well, you're generous. Okay. Anybody, anybody think he's going to win 12 games next year? Nope. No way. Not even the girlfriend who's taken over his house and won't leave thinks he's going to win 12 games next year. No. I, I don't know who's firing him, and I don't think he's quitting, but I'm not even sure he's coaching then. Buy or freaking sell. Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey will be married in pop culture's royal wedding by the start of next year's NFL season. <laughs> Buy or sell. <laughs> oh, God. Sell. Good Lord, no. Um, you can't. <laughs> They're not Prince Charles and Lady Die. Stop it. <laughs> they just aren't. Let's not make this more than what it is. You can't tell me some lesser-paid guy in the Chiefs locker room isn't noticing that Taylor Swift's hanging out with Brittany Mahomes and Travis Kelsey's mama, Blake Lively, and the redhead from Game of Thrones. I mean, in my married experience, when my wife starts hanging out with new friends, inevitably I'll be hanging out with those same people. I don't like new friends, Jeff. I like old friends that I see three or four times a year. That's what I like. So if you're a Chiefs fan, they can't get married. This is the biggest distraction ever. It's hurting them. And for the Swifties out there, you gotta hate me for this. But 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 don't don't get mad at the messenger. He has to they have to break up. Because she needs new material for her next multi platinum album because her her best stuff's after she gets done. Taylor Swift without heartbreak isn't Taylor Swift anymore. Happy Taylor Swift is not going to sell as many records. So, Travis, dump her already so we can get back to talking about sports. Well, okay. See, I think they're going to have a child by late. uh, Let's see. Let me do the math on this. Baby is going to be on the way. She's going to retire. Um, that's it. She's just going to be a stay-at-home mom, and he's going to get fat and quit. There. That's what's going to happen. Not only are they not going to get married, this whole thing is fake and set up from the very beginning. This is a setup. You think it's a setup? I think this is a setup. I think this is all arranged. This is the equivalent of a... This is pop culture's arranged marriage for the two of them. The guy is an airhead. He's the third best tight end to ever play football, but there's no woman with an IQ of above 75 that's going to like that guy. Sorry. I, 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 I'm, not, I'm not buying it. Um, it's this too convenient. Piece, she has a documentary out right now. Um, he, he's, uh, he's a media whore himself. He'll play along. He's fine with it. Uh, I, I think the whole thing is a setup. I don't. I, I don't. I don't think there's a royal wedding, pop culture royal wedding. That would be out of control, though. You know what? When you think about it, if it's a big deal that we just see her for four seconds every quarter, can you imagine how out of control no. that would be? I had a tweet the other night. I go, man, it was so great to watch Isaiah Pacheco score on that long run and. And then uh, to watch Taylor Swift uh, celebrating her boyfriend scoring a touchdown. Then I went, oh, wait, that's not her boyfriend. That's some black guy. I mean, (laughs) 
get off of Taylor Swift. Wait till Kelsey scores a touchdown. And, you know, as someone that owns him in my fantasy league, his numbers are way down. You might be scoring in other areas, but not in the area that I care about. I don't think he's scoring in other areas. Like I said, I think the whole thing is a setup. I think it's too convenient. Uh, no wedding, no babies. The only risk um, is that if she acts like he hurt her feelings, 12-year-old girls and their mother will attack that guy. He will. The ratings will go down dramatically. That I can tell you because they'll make uh, their husbands and dads and boyfriends not watch. Because he'll be the most hated man on the planet among female America. I saw a TV thing that said viewership among teenage girls, 12 to 17, up 26%. Yeah. Of that one game. Yeah. I tell you, I, I think we're really going to appreciate how ridiculous this is when the biggest game of the year with two of the most storied franchises the NFL has ever known, two of the biggest brands in all of football and all of sports, they're going to draw a smaller number than some meaningless Chiefs game only because she's there with Wolverine or somebody. She's been hanging out with Wolverine, too. Yeah, I know. I know he was there. Oh, Hugh Jackman going through the security thing. I go... That's Wolverine. I know. What are you doing there? I have no idea. I have no idea. Maybe he's waiting on Travis to mess up. Who knows? Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. If Travis Kelsey makes her cry, Wolverine will claw his eyes out. (laughs) Or that little girl. Even worse. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. No, No marriage, no babies. I don't even think this thing makes it to Thanksgiving. Intentionally. God, I hope not, because I'm one in three. I need him focused. Yeah. Yeah, his numbers are down. Even uh, even Aaron Rodgers took a shot at him because of uh, the vaccine thing. So. Yeah, yeah, because that's that's because Aaron Rodgers needs to be discussing all things vaccine. Yeah, I know. I know. It's, of course. Yeah, there you go. Thanks, Aaron. Yeah, of course. Should we believe that one? Yeah. Good Lord. Yeah. All right. You want me to do Jack Ashry? This is so easy for me. I'll do it right now. I'll offend everyone. Happily offend them. (laughs) It's a moment of jackassery. The hell does that even mean? You should think about just kicking a football for a living. (laughs) The boyfriend of Marjorie Taylor Greene works for something called Right Side Broadcasting. I can't make that up. Right Side Broadcasting is basically an infomercial for Trump rallies. This guy who I think... I, when I see him, his name is, is it Brent Green or Brian Green or something like that? I feel like he's like a small town meteorologist who just got really angry. And so he goes on a rant at one of these rallies where they cover. That's all they do is they cover the rallies and talk trash. He began to go on a rant that liberal women are uglier and hairier than conservative women. And the entire time he's on this rant, surely every thinking human being is thinking, Brian, you're dating a woman with a beard and a crow magnon head. He's railing on how women aren't feminine enough. And his girlfriend is Marjorie Taylor Greene, who has a Fu Manchu. Wow. Yeah. You got to see, you got to watch this rant. It is, because then you got to keep, you know, the rant means nothing until you realize his 
I believe he left his wife. She left her guy. I don't know how the you know they whatever the the merger was between these two airheads. Um, but then you realize he's he's railing on how women aren't feminine enough, and Marjorie Taylor Greene is his girlfriend, and she benches more than you said. She benches 130? That's not impressive. Okay, never mind. She benches five times as much as you said. <laughs> <laughs> and she wears a weight belt and she has chalk on her hands. Oh, my, oh my God. It sounds like she's like from the 1980 she is. Uh, Eastern Bloc Olympic athlete. Or, or a teammate Eastern. of mine on what we used to call Diana Ball. Yeah, same thing. She's got that crow. <laughs> she's got a crow magnon head like Brian Bosworth. Oh my God! Oh, <laughs> you gotta you gotta watch the clip though. All right, there I'm it is. As always, all right, man. Good talking to you. Later, bro. This is buy or sell.